Welcome to the Inside Startup Investing Podcast powered by King's Crowd. As always, I'm your host, Chris Lestrino. From discussions with founders and VCs to industry experts and special guests, we want to provide you with the inside scoop on all things startup investing. Whether you're investing $50 a deal or $500,000 a deal, we have the stories you need to hear before clicking invest. From the metaverse to spaceflight and beyond, join us as we explore the world of startup investing for all. And now, on to this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the Inside Startup Investing Podcast. Today, we are speaking with JT Wynn, the co-founder and CEO of Gameflip. We're also speaking with Steve Caracapa, the marketing manager of Gameflip. Uh, this is a really cool company. I think you're going to have a lot of fun learning about this. It's obviously a fun topic. Uh, anytime we could talk about gaming. So we're going to hop in here and learn more about what they're up to. But JT, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. We'd love to be on your podcast. It's awesome and uh, looking forward to it. So for those who don't know who you are, who don't know about your business, tell us a little bit about yourself and what Gameflip is all about. I can quickly address that. Gameflip was built to make gaming better for all parties in the gaming ecosystem. We mean gamers, game developers, game publishers, uh, and we can dive deeper into that in a little bit. But my background, I've been in the gaming space for over a decade. We've been working with the same team, and this is our third startup in the space. We're very experienced, about 20 lean and mean employees between Santa Clara, which is here in Silicon Valley, and LATAM, Brazil. Very cool. And Steve, we'd love to hear a little bit more about your background. I know you're very experienced in the gaming sector. Um, and for anyone who's gone to their Start Engine page, you most likely I uh, have seen a good deal of Steve on the page. So <laughs> let's uh, let's learn a little bit more about your role at uh, Gameflip. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I'm heading the uh, marketing campaigns for, uh, especially for this this program that we're running uh, on Start Engine. Um, we are, as JT mentioned, we've been a team that's been together for 15 plus years now. Um, we've all been working together. We've all been sort of collaborating on this. And this is just the next step forward. Gameflip is the next step forward. We've been working at this for five or six years now. Um, it's been great so far. We've had huge momentum. Uh, and this is this is the next step. Let's get into the, the mechanics of this business, what it truly is all about. You want to make gaming better for people. What does that actually mean? What does that look like? Sure. Let me describe the problem that we see. As Steve mentioned, at the core, we have a lot of experience. We've been game publishers. We've been game developers. And now we run Gameflip, which is a marketplace, a commerce platform to buy and sell anything digital safely and simply for gamers. So the problem, when the business last evolved in the gaming space, you were playing physical console games and it transitioned to online multiplayer games. It basically went from a physical medium to a digital medium. Gamers did gain a lot of utility because they could play with millions of gamers online. They could enjoy the in-game items that they purchased for hundreds of billions of dollars a year. But the problem we see is they lost the most important utility, which is true ownership of whatever they purchased. If you buy a digital in-game item today, you don't own it, and you pretty much have no rights really to, to trade it freely amongst your fellow gamers. Hence, we felt we wanted to build a platform that would evolve the gaming ecosystem and make it better for all parties. 
basically leveraging blockchain technology, our platform, uh, to make it really simple and safe for gamers to truly own and trade. All right. So truly own and trade. So does this mean that if I, you know, and I'm trying to break this down for sure. people who aren't as big of gamers, including myself, um, if, you know, I'm on World of Warcraft, can I buy certain things and truly own it in a way that I don't own it today? How does that actually work? Yes. Steve, do you want to take the first crack at that? Sure, of course, of course. Uh, currently, you're absolutely right. If you're on World of Warcraft, you can earn these items. And that's where we've sort of built our business up to today on. That's being able to trade these items to transact those items. But as JT said, there's that there's no ownership there. Um, those companies, the developers, they own everything that's in their platform. And, and that's the way that it works. Now, as this industry is evolving into play to earn, meaning uh, items on the blockchain. So games like Axie Infinity, other of these large, huge games, you know, these companies are investing millions of dollars into this next wave of gaming. That's really allowing us to keep our core idea in mind. And the industry is catching up with us. They're, they're saying, now we're letting you own, just like ownership of, of an NFT, of any blockchain item, you, you own that and you have free tradability. Anything you want to do, it's, it's your item. Think of it as your physical wallet that you have. You store your credit card, you store your money in there. There's no concept of that like that today for digital goods. You have an account with a game developer and all your stuff is stuck in that account. Now, if you have a wallet where you can just store all these in-game items and you can bring it with you wherever you go and you can just trade it to anyone else you want, just take it out of your wallet, buy and sell it freely, that's what blockchain technology, that's what our platform is all about. And we're really excited about where this space is headed. We think that's essential to really grow the market. Well, it's interesting. So again, for folks who don't know, I, I can tell you from having younger cousins and whatnot, you're like, well, what are people purchasing in game? I mean, it's silly stuff it, it like, you know, shields, right? Like if you're World of Warcraft, you could buy different clothes that you wear, but in a way you're almost licensing it to live in that universe and utilize it while you're playing that game, but you don't have any true ownership. And what you're saying is, hey, all of these digital goods that you own within these games, but are really licensing we're moving away from the license model to you truly controlling and having ownership of it. So I'd like to understand why do you need blockchain technology to enable people to truly own their assets? It's really about interoperability across games. Also blockchain technology lets you do that, but the concept of actually creating a digital good that truly allow someone to own a digital good requires blockchain technology because it's a ledger, right? It records everything about the item and the ownership of the item. Without it, it's very difficult to achieve that result. So I think in the end, it's not, it's two aspects. It's technology, but it's the same time a legal and business decision from gaming companies such as EA, such as Ubisoft, acknowledging that yes this is good for the ecosystem so I, I just want to take a step back it's not just technology it's also a business decision that uh, from these leaders that say that hey this is better for gamers this is better for our business in the long term 
So in a way, are you creating this like interoperability system that works between different publishers where people can take their things from wherever they live on an EA game, on a World of Warcraft game, wherever it may be, and bring it into that wallet that you're talking about and then bring it with them wherever they may go? Is that what we're really getting at here? Yeah, so right now what we built was a platform that allows gamers to buy and sell anything digital, including blockchain assets, in-game items. The platform is very sophisticated and it's very simple for gamers. You can just use a credit card, make a purchase and get an item instantly. We don't really care whether it is just an in-game item, a code or a blockchain asset. Our technology takes care of all of that. So GameFlip is powered by this very powerful infrastructure. What we're doing is we're taking that infrastructure and building a white label solution. So now partners such as game developers can add digital assets into their games by creating them, by distributing them, by allowing gamers to buy and sell them using our infrastructure. So that's why we say we're powering commerce for Web3 gaming. That's really the evolution of what GameFlip has done leveraging our successful platform that has transacted over 140 million in sales since we launched and now abstracting it and building infrastructure that we can uh, enable third-party developers to leverage. You certainly had some really strong traction. Uh, I think over $3 million in revenue in both of the last two years uh, that you have published to your, your current offering. Um, what is your business model? How are you generating that revenue? And is that going to evolve forward based on what you're talking about here with white labeling the platform? Our business model at its core is a marketplace business model. We take fees from both sellers and buyers. So it's very, very scalable. If you just take a step back and imagine the $200 billion gaming business, let's just say $50 billion, which is the forecast for blockchain games by 2025. If we transact even 10% of that, we're a multi-billion dollar in GMV marketplace business. Now, are we evolving the model from a marketplace business? Yes, because with the white label solution, we are now adding a B2B component that will drive revenue. Any transaction that is powered by our white label solution also uh, can be added as a new revenue stream moving forward. And uh, we are just about to announce our first major partnership within the next month of a uh, gaming platform that's leveraging our infrastructure. Obviously, those partnerships can be a major catalyst to your growth um, yes. going forward. We are talking about an investment opportunity here in a business like yours. Um, without those major catalyst events, without getting buy-in from the, the major platforms, are there other catalysts outside of that? that can help to drive the growth of your business in the coming years? As I mentioned, there's two sides of our business, the marketplace and the B2B business. So the marketplace itself does not rely on a direct partnership with a game developer. If you imagine blockchain gaming growing, as I mentioned to that $50 billion uh, dollars in 2025, these are assets that are owned by gamers. So our technology allows a gamer, once they own an item, to import it and sell it within our marketplace. So if you own it, if you can simply sell it, you can cash it out within you know, seconds of listing it. Um, so the business itself is very, very scalable and we are already supporting multiple blockchains, uh, gaming related, so Ethereum, Polygon, Binance, 
uh, we will continue to add more. Um, one other piece I'd like to mention is we are always focused on protecting the mainstream users. What does that mean? That means we curate. We don't allow anyone to sell anything in our marketplace, right? With digital assets, we have to make sure and verify that these are true and real assets that we trust and teams behind them. The one thing we've learned over the last five years is we have to add in checks and balances and, and really robust fraud management to protect the mainstream user. They really, if you give them too many options, they're gonna run into trouble. And so we try to simplify and protect them with our system and community. Is there a generational difference? Are we seeing that younger users are more likely to buy things and wanna have that ownership? Are you seeing it across the board with gamers? What does that customer base look like? Obviously, there's a lot of gamers now our age. They are a primary source of our customer base. A lot of people have, at this point, a little more time or a little less time, a little bit more money. So they're able to trade and buy these items to maybe give themselves an edge and not have to worry about spending the, the time that the younger folks do. So younger generation is um, partially using our platform as a sort of a, a gig-based uh, way to make a you know side hustle uh, as it's called to play these games to sell to other people so there is definitely a generational difference but I think both a younger generation and our generation are using our platform for what we already have and what we are building and scaling out is the the items that they're transacting you talked about using the ethereum network and finance um so do folks have to put their money into a currency that is specific to your platform? Or is this, are you using Ethereum to transact? Are you using dollars just on the blockchain? How does that work? Yeah, I, I can take that one. So just, just taking a step back, um, gamers, the main categories within our marketplace are um, in-game items, the stuff that people buy for these free-to-play games that they transact. There's gift cards, which are all related to gaming. And there's game codes and their services even, they're coaching each other. Um, to purchase anything, any of these items, um, of course, now we've added, sorry, the digital asset NFT category. Uh, so to purchase any of these items, you can just use fiat, a credit card, you know, transfer money from your bank. You don't, it doesn't, it does not require you to own any of the crypto as you mentioned. So we, we simplify it and they actually, when they purchase, let's say a digital asset for Axie, uh, they buy it with a credit card. We put it into a gallery. And then if they want to send it out to the blockchain, uh, we have the ability to either charge them that crypto for that specific blockchain, or we can absorb it ourselves. Uh, our philosophy is always make it simple. So if the cost is not high, they will never even have to worry about owning any of the crypto. And they can send it out to their wallet. One of the other things that I, you know, I think ultimately when I'm looking at investment leads to long-term competitiveness and winning um, is, is the fact that, you know, you, you're a trusted brand, you're someone that the customer loves and falls in love with. But in this instance, is the does the customer know they're coming to GameFlip to transact or is it kind of happening in the background and it's more about establishing trust with the publishers and things like that? Yeah, I mean, uh, we have a community, um, millions strong. Um, people use our app every day. We have app, we have, you know, website and app. Um, our reviews are great on, on the app platforms. People come to us 
to use our platform. It's sort of agnostic to all the gaming platforms. You can, I mean, Flip is in the name. You could buy from something, sell, uh, sell it, buy something for a different platform, for a different game, for a different console, for mobile, whatever it is that you're then playing. So people, are, our users are coming to our site to use our site and they're coming to our app to use our app. They know that we are a marketplace for digital goods. We are a commerce platform. Definitely they're coming for that first. And secondarily they see, so they come for one category and then they see all this other stuff that we provide. And what we see is buyers on average are purchasing roughly $300 a year. So they're, they're purchasing multiple times a month across uh, a period of a year. It's great engagement once they get in and they see that it's very simple and safe. In terms of growth, are you seeing a lot of kind of word of mouth growth or does it really come from publishers saying we're using Gameflip and then you kind of turn on all of their users? Today, just to be clear, we don't have direct relationship with publishers, but moving forward with our white label solution Understood. where it is fair for the ecosystem, the publishers will get a cut of the revenue. That's when we're starting to establish partnerships. Uh, we're talking to the major blockchains. Uh, so yes, we are acquiring gamers mainly from um, social marketing as well as organic SEO. We've been around, so we're getting a lot of traffic coming our way uh, because we're established brands. So obviously you're, you're raising capital right now. You're on Start Engine. Um, would love to hear how you decided to raise capital uh, utilizing RegCF. So let's start there. RegCF, and, and just taking a step back, understanding the whole crowdfunding space was fascinating for me because the history of Gameflip is really raising from venture capital. We raised uh, successfully over 10 million from uh, Silicon Valley gaming VCs. But at this stage with 6 million gamers, a very strong community we felt like it was a great time to bring on board and give our community a chance to join our journey, uh, but also bring on board smart, savvy investors that also know gaming or are interested in, in really evolving this space. So it was exciting because it, it's like, you're not bringing on just five VCs, you're bringing on thousands of people that can really drive viral growth and adoption and great feedback for product development. That was kind of our thinking. The other advantage is it's, it is much quicker. We are growing, this industry is growing and it's evolving very, very quickly. And this is giving us a chance to stay at the forefront and to continue building out the, this whole platform, this white label solution um, without needing to wait. Uh, we're, we're, we're going. Nice. Um, and I, I do think it's always, you know, really good to have a strong traction story, which I think you do have here. Um, you're raising about a million dollars on the current offering. Talk a little bit about where that's going to take you, where those investments are going to be made to help grow the business going forward. The investments primarily are into uh, building partnerships and product uh, for us. As we mentioned, the opportunity of how this space is evolving towards the blockchain and digital assets. We are just about to release to the public our white label solution, and we need to continue developing it further, right? To really fully customize it for what game developers need. For example, uh, one very specific example is with games, it's not just about owning uh, and creating and owning a one digital asset. Games also need the ability to allow users to rent. 
Why is that? Because some digital assets are so expensive that a gamer in LATAM can't afford it. But if he or she can rent it for $5 a week and make $100 a week, then the equation makes a lot more sense. So we're building these types of features specifically for game developers, and we need to, to invest in that. The second piece is we'd like to grow our business development team to start the partnerships with all these innovative Web3 developers. They're building on top of the top blockchain, such as Solana, Polygon, Ethereum, Binance. We need to get our name out there. We need a team to go out there and really um, build trust within our brand and our product. Obviously, the underlying market that you're serving, this kind of digital commerce space, is just exploding. Regardless of what you're doing, that market is growing. People are buying yes. more and more in-game uh, digital assets. So, can you know you're the expert on kind of your own industry? What are what are the growth metrics looking like? How many transactions or how many dollars are being transacted on a yearly basis into these types of assets right now? And where do you think that goes over the next several years? Just taking a high level look at the industry today, we're talking about $200 billion industry across gaming in terms of revenue. About 80, 75 to 80% of that are in-game items. So this is stuff that people buy, play the game for free, but they buy either to customize their characters or to kind of save time to enhance and, and give some advantages. Now this space, that portion of that space is converting from in-game items that are proprietary to blockchain-based digital assets. That market was roughly a billion dollars uh, currently a year, and it's forecasted to grow to $50 billion. And that's like over a quarter of this entire industry by 2025. That's how fast we think this space is growing. And I can tell you, just like the last evolution, it will take one game that is so fun, that has such a great core game loop that no one will even notice that it has digital assets. What they'll notice is, I love this game, and wow, I actually own these items and I can resell them and maybe these items can be used in another game as well. And the more utility you give to gamers, the more fun you give to them, that's how this industry is gonna grow. And I'm confident within the next year or two, we're gonna see a couple games like that because if you look at what's been invested in blockchain-based games, we're talking about two and a half billion dollars in Q1 of uh, 2022 and accelerating across uh, this year it's only gonna get better and better uh, as we evolve. Clearly you're in a large and, and fast growing market. You have great traction. You clearly have a solution that, that works quite well. Um, so for you, you know, this is your, your pitch to investors who are listening to this. What is the pitch? What does this look like in three to five years to excite someone to come in and invest right now on Start Engine? So right now uh, our core business is, you know, we're facilitating transactions for in-game items. In three to five years, we will be partnering with top game publishers, developers in the gaming ecosystem. We will be a central part of powering commerce for this entire gaming space. That's really where we're headed. And we will capture a large portion of that $50 billion in digital assets as a trusted partner and truly become validated within the space? Well, great pitch. Um, probably a more important question. 
than any of the ones I've asked here today. And I'm going to ask both of you, uh, if you had to pick one game that you could play for the rest of your life and the rest go away. Personally, I still love Minecraft. I, I love Minecraft. I think it's great. I think it's continuing to grow. I think it's it's an incredible game and I'm excited for the future of it as well. For me, I grew up on console games and I just, I love two different brands. It's either Sonic or Mario. And it's just great enjoyment, depth of play, the graphics, you know, the, the action, the inner. I think these companies know how to create awesome games and uh, that's where I would spend my time. You know, the only game I ever perfected in my life, and I mean like even close to it and the rest are just horrific, um, is Super Mario, the, the original. I can yes. beat that game with the with the I mean, secret passages in less than 12 minutes. Nice. Um, that was several years ago, but I was I was pretty good at that. Other than that, I'm I'm pretty pretty terrible. Well, you know what? <laughs> There's uh, three billion gamers out there. I'm pretty confident that everyone has their own unique uh, game that they love. <laughs> that that's absolutely a fact. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with both of you today. Thank you so much for the time. Really excited about Game Flip and think it's a, a really cool concept, but even more than a concept, a great business that's doing really well. So congrats on all your success. Thank you for the time. And for all of those who are interested, we'll put in the show notes uh, where you can go and invest in Game Flip um, for the next few months. And, uh, and thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Inside Startup Investing. Before you go, if you enjoyed the show, please give us a like or a positive review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to like and share our latest episodes. And if you like what you heard and want to learn more about how we can help you manage your startup investing search, diligence, and management at Kingscrowd, check us out at kingscrowd.com. Thanks, and until next time, happy investing.